Now, where did I put it? Hmm. Ah, here it is. Welcome to the Toolbox, where we discuss the tools we utilize every day. Yours to use or toss, it's up to you. But I hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Tools for the Toolbox. I am Chance Brill, as you know, and I have another fantastic guest. This is my first return guest, Mr. Corey Hatt. If you don't know who he is, go back to episode 18 of season one, and uh, you can get his backstory, and we talked about social media and how you can utilize that as a great tool. Um, but what we're going to get into today is something really fascinating, I think. And I've been thinking about this for the last little while, and I'm going to start off with a quote because this is awesome. And it goes like this, and I quote, Objective judgment, now, at this very moment. Unselfish action, now, at this very moment. Willing acceptance, now, at this very moment, of all external events, and that's all you need. Un and, uh, unquote. That quote comes from Marcus Aurelius. And what I read from that is that an action and I take this back to uh, military training, is that action is better than no action, right? If you, if, you, if you have a choice between bad options, pick one and go, and just then see what happens, because anything beyond that is a conjecture, and outside of it doesn't matter. What do you got for me? Well, I was just thinking, you know, uh, that's a great quote to start off this conversation. And Marcus Aurelius is really fitting. And there's so many good quotes that you could talk about. One that mm -hmm. really comes to my mind would be, waste no more time arguing about what a good man should be. Be one. And that really ties into what you're talking about with actions, you know. Mm -hmm. And then even deeper, you talk about, like, what do we all ascribe to? And in the Canadian forces, we all look up to those... Uh, pipe hitters down uh, range out the farm they would go they go by the fact on verba so deeds not mm -hmm. words. it's very uh meaningful and impactful where you let your actions speak for themselves and in fact they ripple and do create uh other actions and reactions so really actions are so telling and important and really that kind of that drives part of the mission, you know, with Mad Hatter Industries and the same thing that all our veterans are doing in the community, the veterans, this veteran renaissance. It's all about the actions that we do to help others and ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's really a key uh, thing to, to go off with that quote that you started with. So, you know, all the external events that are outside your control, all you need to know is that you make that uh, example with the actions that you partake in every day and the decisions you make, positive or negative, the decision to react positively is in your own control and how you let things affect you outside of your control. All you can focus on is what you can do. Yeah, 100%. And this is, uh, it actually leads right into my first point here. So anybody that's ever played a role-playing game online or played any D&D &D or... Um, <clears throat> spell-based thing, uh, not spell-based thing, um, fantasy, imaginary kind of deal, knows of something called an area of influence. So, like, what you do within a tabletop board game or in an RPG is that the character's actions drive the story. So whatever I do affects the, uh, 
the dungeon master or the uh, campaign manager or whoever is actually running the game, it affects them to then change the story. So if I just kill said uh, some random NPC who happened to have uh, knowledge that I needed to get through my quest, well, I just killed that guy and I don't have that information anymore, right? So my actions drive what happens because I can't get that information anymore. But when you take it into the, the real world, your your actions affect hundreds of people throughout a day. I mean, if you think about the minor interactions that you have, you walk into a store, you smile at somebody because they say, hey, you wave, you drive through traffic, you do all these things. You're driving the story of your life, but you're interacting with other people's stories throughout the, throughout your life and theirs. And um, just the ability to act, just the, uh, I love fact and non-verba. It's such a great, <laughs> great uh, motto. Yeah, the quiet professionals, uh, it's, uh, it's right? we should all look to be. Yeah, and it's it's all about just getting the work done, right? It doesn't, there's no emotion to it. There's no um, big thought process or like, oh my God, well, this guy's going to think that if I do these things and blah, blah, it doesn't matter, right? It's just, okay, we need to go here. We need to get into the building. We need to take this person and then leave. Now what do we do? Oh, okay. Well, if we go in and people start shooting, well, then we do this. Oh, well, if nobody shoots, then we do this. If like, it's just about the work and the work is so important um, that especially what you do uh, with MHI and like just your general community-based initiatives is that you're, you're building that community one person at a time, right? So how do you, how do you get others that aren't like directly involved but to get involved? It's almost like an insurgent uh, kind of warfare, isn't it? It's it's through direct or indirect actions that you take that influence others in a positive aspect. So by being the example, first and foremost, holding the high level of integrity to the actions that you do yourself each day, mental health is uh, different to everybody. What makes them happy is not going to be the same to everyone. Like not everyone's going to love amazing motorcycles, riding machines. It could be riding horses. It could be hunting, but doing some things for yourself, taking the time for yourself to help others. You have to really focus on what it is that you need to do to be healthy. It isn't always about uh, sacrificing all the time. Sometimes that actually makes things worse. You can't yep. uh, get out of bed in the morning because you're just too burnt out and you're not recognizing those precursors. Those are issues, right? And uh, a lot of the things that we try to do are ascribing healthy lifestyles, but within reason. We do might, maybe we take things a little bit to the extreme with some of the challenges. We have a few 76 kilometer <laughs> uh, veterans that uh, hit yeah. that mark just a couple weeks ago. And then there's always how much weight can you put in your rucksack challenge and going one extra mile or one extra minute in the wad or just not submitting, right? But it's it's all about understanding what you need to do in your own life to take those actions, to be accountable, let those actions speak for yourself and that integrity seeps through and it does kind of affect others. The way we, we uh, work on our mental health also is by spreading that message, not just embodying it, but also Subtly, there's different messages with each shirt design we do, different themes. Sometimes they raise questions or invoke uh, different ideas. 
But that's what mm-hmm. it's all about. There's both subtle and direct and indirect influences with all the same purpose, which is to help people find their own understanding of what's needed for their recovery and help. And professional help is always something we advocate for. But unlocking each person's own adventure, understanding what makes them truly happy is really the goal behind where we ascribe or aspire to get to. And originally, this is an involvement. We started as simply suicide mitigation, avoiding suicide in our community, expanding that slower, like slowly expanded beyond just uh, members in the military community and frontline to a holistic to everyone in the community. Like we just wrapped up a really heavy video today with uh, my videographer did something with uh, a rider that had been in a horrible accident last year. Going through his uh, story was, it's, it's going to be probably one of the best videos we've ever done yet. But it's just, there's so many stories to tell and getting people to talk about uh, the experiences they've been through really helps break down those barriers for others and helps them realize that uh, they're not alone. And it is important to speak and get those those uh, things that you've been through, those dark moments to talk about it because there are others that may not be willing to take the right steps that are needed to help get them the help they need and help themselves. They need to take that path through the door. We can show them the door, but they're going to have to be the ones that walk through it. So that's that's basically the overall way to get to it is not by just your actions, both directly and indirectly influencing, but always ensuring that uh, you you speak and walk the talk. So yep. the actions first and foremost. Hundred percent. I uh, <clears throat> I was I was actually just at jujitsu this morning, <laughs> and I uh, got a good workout in. It was great. And I was talking with some of the boys afterwards, and one of the things we were talking about one of the we had just done a rollathon last week yeah. so we had all the clubs together and we were just rolling it out having a blast did like i think it was a couple hours worth of just straight rolling and um he was like oh yeah did you see so-and-so there and i was like yeah i i did i wanted to get a rolling with him but i didn't get a chance and he's like oh he's just such a great dude just one of those people that shows up and he's just happy to be there right doesn't he's not trying to win anything he's not, not trying, trying to, to prove himself not trying to rip it yeah. he just shows up and he's like hey cool look how many people there are this is awesome and he just gets to it and having fun right and it's that type of attitude you just come into a situation and say i'm happy i'm here what are we what are we doing <laughs> just figure it out um and it's it's in that those 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 little moments right those those little uh interactions that other people see without knowing you Right. So they, they see the somebody doing the 76 kilometer thing and they're like, oh, my God, I could never do 76 kilometers. And like you and I both know that if you train, if you work at it, you can. It's not going to happen tomorrow. (laughs) Sure. Already inspires people too. once they see that it can be done, there'll be others to do it. Exactly. And that's what happened. You know, last year at the Walk for Veterans, we had um, John and them did, I think it was 50 or yeah, it was 50 last year and then this year they said they were doing 76 and then there was another team doing 76 and it was just like yeah sweet we had dudes climbing mountains and stuff it was insane it was insane um but it's like you said it's those actions it's the it's the build-up of one person does something and everyone goes oh yeah <laughs> that's actually possible okay yeah, cool and the then community and that's that's similar kind of like you think of some brands out there like arrowhead that you wear they're, they're leading in terms of what they do, the actions for others, 
what they've started with the coffee with comrades. It's really mm-hmm. good to see veterans stepping up, setting the example, doing those things. And, and yeah, it's different communities and like-minded individuals. Like maybe not everyone's a veteran that has those issues that they deal with, but uh, certainly like if you gravitate towards jujitsu, there's people that you can speak with about your experiences and relate to others. And mental health isn't uh, something that's unique to veterans and first responders. I think we have a lot to share in that community in terms of how we deal with things. Like there is a lot of mental resiliency that's drilled into us through basic training and onwards, especially overseas. When you go through those experiences that are superhuman, abnormal type events that typically wouldn't be something you'd, you'd see, you, you surprise yourself at how long you can go and how hard. And then the hard part is stopping when you get back and uh, resetting and finding that new norm, which a lot of people don't do. They keep spinning that up and going down different paths. But uh, going back to jujitsu, like that is a great outlet. So is motorcycling. And, uh, you know, I kind of gravitate towards a lot of different things and shooting. But uh, getting getting back on the mats is a big thing. And for me, I, I just recently started about a month and a half ago. So... We'll have to get you over here next time you're down for another Walk for the Wounded uh, event or uh, Warrior Adventures. We'll get you over to Cal Samford and get in the gi and rolling. It's oh, certainly yeah. like It's a language that uh, everyone understands that does jujitsu, like the benefits of it. And, and it's just, just a positive uh, community. Like the most deadly people, probably the most uh, down-to-earth, pleasant, and easygoing people until you piss them off. But uh, yeah, just a positive community. Not only that, but like uh, there's a quote, I don't remember who said it, but it was like only only soldiers see the end of war. And those who have um, those who fight most vigorously for peace are those who know what war is like. Right. None of us want to fight. But we're all ready for it. If it if shit goes down, we're going to be prepared and we're going to be throwing everything you everything we got at you. But I don't want to just wander around beating the shit out of people. <laughs> that's, that's not a, that's not a good time for anybody. Yeah, um, and especially in a combat zone, right? Like it doesn't affect the mission correctly if all we're doing is shooting everyone we see. That yeah, doesn't that help. Yeah, kind of in the beginning, but uh, and again, experience. Now that we're a little bit older and more wise. You can kind of see things through to the end versus before. Maybe we're younger. We just want to kick some ass and go to war and be utilized. We're this yep. tool that had been honed. You wanted to perfect your craft and then test yourself and your skills to see how you'd uh, you'd basically perform in combat. And once yep. that happens and you don't realize what's on the other side and then all those things that happen afterwards, but those are the things you hope to protect from a future generation. You just hope they don't get too soft. And that's, yeah. that's the importance of that warrior in the garden mentality. You have to be ready, but you also have to be at peace and to see the end game, it's a lot harder to see the full full picture from beginning to end versus when we were younger, we were just looking at one piece, just getting over there and getting into it. Yeah, exactly. You want to do, well, you, well, you want to do your job, right? You've yeah. been trained for multiple years of just like, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to experience. And you're getting there. You're just like, let, let me let me just let me let me see it. Let me actually see it. And you know, jujitsu is such a great 
uh, allegory for well, combat sports in general, right? Like if you take karate and you go to tournaments, if you do um, Muay Thai and you do tournaments, if you do jujitsu tournaments, if you do MMA, whatever, you're testing your your capability, your stress capability. And I was talking to someone earlier today about this, is that stress is a muscle, just like anything else. And it has to be worked and it has to be trained correctly because in a stressful environment, you might be able to, you know, that mother, the old story of the mother lifting a car off their child or whatever in a moment of stress, that's possible. Are you gonna be able to pull that off every day, all the time? No, not unless you train for it for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah. But the um, so, but the reaction is still there, and you have to actually train that down so that you can think during those stressful times <laughs> without just, you know, I mean, if I was, uh, well, if I was overseas and we started getting shot at, and I just went into this fucking blind rage and charged the enemy, <laughs> like that doesn't help anybody. That's happened. Nobody. No, and it's happened. But that again, this is why we train so hard. That's why we try to. Um, that's why we try and work that muscle to such a degree, so that it doesn't happen. Even you know, and even then, we still can't win all those battles. Um, and I think the, as you said earlier, everybody's path is different, right? Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's starting place is different. And this is. Um, Another one of the the points that I had today was that if right now, or if I look at myself 10 years ago, I was not the man I am today. I did not have the experience. I did not have the capability and I did not have the skill set to be able to do what I'm doing right now, 10 years ago. But the only reason that I'm able to do what I'm doing right now is because of all of those experiences along the way. And most of those experiences were not fun. <laughs> But I had to push through them. I had to develop the skill set to be able to manage that. And I had help. I had my uh, my therapist. I had the horses. I had uh, all you guys and my buddies and people who were supporting me and trying to develop me and my wife, who was just an absolute rock. Um, she it, it allowed me to grow and develop. And then now, because of where I am, I can expand my bubble. So, like, in, in the midst of it, when we're dealing with trauma, when we're dealing with uh, pain and anguish and uh, PTSD, especially, we need to put that circle back down to us, right? And <laughs> just work on yourself so that you're healthy. Once you're healthy, that circle opens up a little bit. Yeah, you could and say it's what? like a forge. It's forged you. Those experiences have maybe felt at times like it was going to tear you apart, but really what it's done is compressed you like a steel. And out comes a useful tool for the toolbox, you could say. Exactly. But uh, it's yes. definitely like that that influence and those ripple effects. It's really important, even talking about that. That brings to the point of uh, mentors and like-minded peers, people that you associate with, really does impact your own uh, outcomes and thoughts and feelings. So it's really important. To keep that in mind on who you keep close and the reactions and actions from those people that are close to you because that's definitely part of it for sure and uh you definitely want to continue developing you got to be constantly maybe not staying in the fire all the time but you want a little bit of stress and pressure to, uh you know if there's a crack or chink in the armor goes back in the forge and it's made stronger it's just bent back exactly. into place 
or maybe something's added that you didn't know was needed, and then then all of a sudden, once it comes into place, it really sets it apart, doesn't it? It's different, and then it really uh, is something that's an accomplishment too once it's been through. And that's the key is to just keep bashing on, keep that forge going, and although it might seem tough in that hundredth hit, there's no crack in the rock after that hundred and one one hit or the last one that creates that breakthrough it's not that reaction from that last one it's all those consistent actions that have struck that hammer into place that have forged and evolved into what uh, the outcome ultimately hopefully it'd be it'd be something that's positive and something that you're proud of in the end you know the actions that uh, what you've set forth in your life are really going to speak louder than a lot of the words that you've made. And really, that's what we're accountable for each day is the actions. And at the end of our life, what we're going to look back to on uh, what we've left in terms of uh, a legacy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is, uh, as you said, in terms of like relationships are critical, right? If you If you're surrounded by people that, don't want you to change that don't want to evolve themselves that don't want to get better then you will fall into that realm and i was talking about um actually while we were doing jiu-jitsu i was talking about a stress reaction is that you know when you go into high levels of stress and your your body is peaked and you're in a fight or flight survival you will fall to the level of your training i love that and that's so good it's it's so awesome right um but it's it's in relationships as well and that if you are um, if you're under a really, really stressful time in a relationship, you will fall to the base level of communication that you have or the base level of empathy that you have. or like. And if you don't train those, you don't work those, then when shit hits the fan, like if you get into a major fight with your wife and you don't have the communication skills to actually engage them properly, what happens? Fucking, it gets crazy. People start getting, you're yelling and people and slamming doors. And, you wouldn't ah, got good communication right. skills. That can still happen. But yeah, you're right. It's, oh, absolutely. I never thought about but that. That's a great analogy. It's uh, it's that skill set, right? And yeah. when you, when you surrender, there's also that quote was like, never be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. But I, and I'm, I'm in agreement with that for the most part, because yes, you want to always challenge yourself. You want to be around people. Like you said earlier about, you know, working out where, um, it, it, there might be that one guy that does that extra mile or that uh, extra minute in his workout of the day, or is, and that's great because you want that person around you so that they can push you to be one percent better every day. And but that's also how blades are made, as we were talking, right? As you're hitting it, you're at it one percent, ding, 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 ding. Every time you hit that that knife with the hammer or that uh, whatever it is you're making with that hammer. You're making it just a little bit better, just a little bit better. You throw it in the forge again, come back out, make it a little bit better. Yeah, it's not and, just hammering it. You need to fire it. You need to cool it, put it in the water, and then repeat the yep. process. And exactly. Uh, you know what? And, I think a lot into that point where you said, you know, uh, it's not just about uh, being the smartest person in the room, but also taking risks. You should yep. do things that scare you once in a while, with safety uh, considered. But uh, for example the free fall course that I signed up for I'm doing next year is always something that's been on my list. It terrifies me. But after talking enough of the guys from the squadron and different influences, old jumpers, ex airborne commando folks, 
Yep. It's really something that uh, I've always wanted to do, and it just lines up. But if you don't take risks and look into things, then you'd be stuck kind of never evolving. You'd never really change, would you? So it's really yep. about maybe it's not something so literal. It's something different for each and every person. And it's just yep. seeking challenges that will uh, basically develop and continue to help you change and work on yourself. Yeah. I've uh, I've recently started thinking of my my circles as a Venn diagram. So instead of like it, me within the center, and then there's just one circle around me of, you know, my peers group and the people that I kind of hang around with, I started thinking about it as more of as a Venn diagram where I have uh, a section, a circle of mentors, and then I have a circle of peers and I have a circle of, uh, for lack of a better term, like students, right? I have the people that I'm trying to, to teach and develop and, and their mentees, I guess, mm -hmm. that I'm trying to mentor that also mixes with people that I'm being mentored by and the, my peers. And then my peers are mixing with the people that I am being mentored by and so on and so forth. So I have this constant shifting of movement between uh, my peer group, the people that I'm teaching stuff to, and the people that I'm learning from all at the same time. And there's constantly flowing and it's almost like an OODA loop, but it's also probably interlapping into different factors yes. where maybe you're teaching something and then they teach you back and it goes into like that, exactly that loop, which is really, that's a really cool analogy. And I think, you know, that'd be a fitting diagram to put on your website as you start uh, publishing these podcasts just for illustration purposes. I think that's really cool. That's a great idea. I'm going to do that. Uh, yeah. the, um, but that I, I really, I, I'm glad you brought it up because the relationship portion of that is so important. And, um, you know, I, you know, as we were talking earlier, I was saying that, you know, there's certain times in life, you might only have one opportunity to affect change between somebody, right? So uh, the example I used earlier was I was in traffic, and a dude cut me off. And I got really upset. And I honked my horn, and I gave him the finger and I said, fuck, ah, blah, 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 right. And were so that Toronto? interaction with that <laughs> no, I was in Edmonton, so it happened. Kind of. <laughs> um, although I've done that many times in Toronto, don't get me. Wrong. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I remember I was thinking about it, and I was like, that might be the only interaction I have with that person ever in my entire life. We might live in the city, the same city for thirty, forty years together. I might never see that person again, and that's the only interaction I'm going to have with that person. So I was like, how do I? How do I think about that differently? How do I, in the moment when I'm upset and going like, that guy just affected me. How dare he? Instead of thinking of it as a as a negative, I think of it as a, as a way to positively affect that person's day. Because I have no idea what's happening. That person might have made a, just a, made a mistake, right? They didn't see me in the blind spot. That happens. It could be that they're in a really big hurry. That happens. It, like, it could be any number of things. It could have just been that he's an asshole and wanted to get in front of me. But what effect am I making? And what responsibility do I have to take in that interaction to affect positive change? And I thought, well, it's got to be my, my attitude. I, instead of honking my horn and getting angry and upset with him, I could have just been like, cool. It's harder to do right? than... I think with veterans, that's a unique thing because we have that aggression on the road. But it's certainly, it's very poignant. What what actions have we done that have affected others that probably didn't even know of or even really care? We've been 
basically a lot of us coming back just basically blaze a path through without caring literally on people's bumpers until they get out of our way of just pushing everybody mm-hmm. away and further away from us. That's a really, really poignant analogy in terms of inflection and reflection on what can we do action wise that would cause ripple effects to affect others. Right? So it's in turn, uh, you flip that around. What are the positive actions that you can put into play to affect your own mental health and life and others instead mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, flipping them off or riding their bumper until they get out of the way. And, you know, you'd think it'd be safer doing that uh, if you switched from, like, a car to a motorcycle. You start understanding how important it is. But I've seen riders go right on the side until they've moved cars out of the way. But that's that's one of those things where you do have to make that. It comes, I guess, with a little bit of experience, but self-reflection on making positive actions in your own life to positively affect yourself and others in consistent application of that and knowing that yeah. 1% better every day, one action positive does make a big difference. You probably don't even yeah. know the effects on how having saying, saying having a nice day or high-fiving someone, how it's going to affect. You can't help but be feel happy after getting a high-five or a smile. Yeah. It's just maybe people yeah. might feel it's a little weird, but uh, it's over time, like it's way better than doing the opposite. So it's a good analogy, Absolutely. that ripple effect. I really like that. I had, um, I saw this comic online and I actually shared it. it it's on all my stuff, but it was like, uh, I think it was from 22 until none, the, uh, anti-suicide group there. Yeah. And it was, um, two vets talking to each other and they was like, you know, I'm having a really bad day. And the other guy's like, okay, well, what have you done today? And he like nothing. Okay. Well, how do you get out of this funk? You do the next right thing. It's like think about what your what your best self would do right now. What's the one thing you could do as a, your as your best self? Well, I haven't had a shower in three days. Okay, have a shower. Right? Cool. Yeah, first thing you do is get out of the field. Have a shower, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the concept of doing the next right thing just throughout your time period is that concept, right? You have limited amount of interactions with people. And if, if every interaction they have with you is negative, then their interactions with you are going to continue to be negative. Whereas if your interactions with people are positive, they're more likely to have a positive reaction back. And even um, earlier when I said, um, when we were talking, and I, I said, like, if you're in a shitty mood and you walk into a room of happy people, if those people care about you, you're going to come up. If they don't care about you, you're bringing everybody down. Yeah. And it's very simple to <laughs> to see that shift depending on your circle and the relationships you've built. And those relationships are single interactions. Each time you talk to somebody builds their perception of you. Like you and I never actually physically met until earlier this summer. Yet we've been in involved in a couple of collaborations we've talked quite a bit you've been on the podcast we've been working like there's lots of stuff we've done together that have built our relationship that we can now utilize for these conversations without actually having ever met any each other until this summer yeah it's funny you mentioned that and and going back to the actions that influence others i'd say for sure yourself and Grant from Honey Badger and Seb Lavoie were huge influences on me getting back on the mats. And I had a lot of justifications for not going back to the dojo. 
I got three jobs, got two kids, a wife. I don't got time. I made time. It's like, so I only go once a week, but it's still two hours, two and a half hours. You do an hour of boxing, then an hour and a half of jits, but Wicked. you make the time, right? And I hope that in the future I'll have more time for that. It's just things are not, not less busy. They're more busy, but you make the time yep. for things that are important in your life, family first and foremost. Should, same thing should be for your health. You should put yourself as a priority. It's really hard for us, I think, as soldiers to do that. And I guess not even specific to soldiers, all frontline first responders and people in general may find it hard to help themselves, you know, to help others. That's really important to take that time. And even just getting a good night's sleep is one of those things that can be really tough when you start at the end oh, of the yeah. night. And that's, that's that consistent action, right? The positive action applied same can be discussed about positive behaviors, uh, habits. What good habits are you putting into place to get that good sleep hygiene to affect your mood when you wake up, yep. to stay positive, and physical well-being? And you get thrown around the mat enough, you do whatever you can to make yourself a little bit physically more fit or mentally, uh, the mental acuity to be able to yep. get yourself from being uh, thrown or pinned or put into the guard. But uh, it's all, like, relative and it's the same actions that talk about positivity and what you choose to do. It's your choice on how you affect what what goes into the actions that you take each day. Yeah. So have you done, uh, you know what a hitchhiker escape is? No, I haven't gotten okay. into that yet. I've, I, uh, I, uh, we, we practice a few each week, but it's really tough to stay consistent with just oh, for uh, sure. once With only week. one time, yeah, yeah it's, for it sure. It depends on who's teaching that night, but I'll, I'll take uh, I'll Google that the hitchhikers. Okay. I've seen well, a few good ones. I'll give you a, it's, it's really, it's really quite simple. It's an arm bar escape. And the only, it's called a hitchhiker escape because when your arm is out like this, yeah. you're, you put, you take your thumb and you, you hitchhike it out like this, Just grab it. And, and then you roll, you yeah. roll away from it. It's, it's a whole thing. But, um, I, I, I really latched onto the, the concept of the hitchhiker escape because in an arm bar escape, the the idea is that you have to keep a grip, so I'm not going to let you take my arm until I want you to take my arm. So I, I'm making the choice, and that's what really stuck in my head was that you're not taking my arm unless I'm giving it to you. Yeah. So I'm going to hold that grip, and then when I go to do my hitchhiker escape, I'm going to let go. And by doing that, I'm taking the initiative because you're trying to catch up. Your OODA loop is now cycling because my arm is now free to you. And so it's I like move a chess it. move. We exactly. got a piece for and, another one. And it is a um, just the concept of making that choice of you being the one to give up that arm. It it's exactly what we do every day to have a better mental health, uh, a better mental health as a whole, because it's in those those little choices, the little things that you say to yourself. It's the little. The self-talk, it's the um, it's the AARs that you do with yourself in between those interactions with everybody. So after a roll, I usually, depending whether I won or lost, I'll be like, hey, do you got any points? Like, did I give something up there? How did I, what, what could I have done better? Whatever, right? And I will take that and I'll be like, okay, so by next time when I'm rolling, I need to keep my hips down when I do this particular transition, blah, 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 blah. But we don't do that very often in, in our own head. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we need to start doing in order to get 
physically better. When I was saying earlier, when you take that circle and you like shrink it right down, that's where you got to start is up here and how you talk to yourself. Because if you're continually bashing yourself, you continually putting, um, if you continually put others before yourself, if you continually put uh, yourself down and you continually um, degrade your own issues, because I've talked with a lot of dudes, and I, I, I use dudes colloquially, <laughs> a lot of people, um, that they will they'll talk to me and be like, yeah, I had this little problem where I would get I'd drink a lot and then I'd get angry and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's not a little problem. <laughs> that's not something that is little. But it comes down to what they're telling themselves, right? Yeah, that it's just no it's a deal. little thing. It's it's not a big deal. It's blah, blah blah blah, right? And you can't fix anything if you don't think it's a problem. So until you embrace it and say, "Oh, that's bad," or I was talking to somebody else who was like, "Yeah, I had kind of a bad dream, and then I woke up really angry, and uh, I'd had to go clear my nose because I was like kind of sweaty and something." I was just like, "That's a nightmare." That like you had a nightmare. That woke you up. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't real. I'm like, it was a fucking, but that's a nightmare. And you need to be able to say it to yourself that I had a nightmare. When you do that, it takes the power out of the action, right? It, then you have the, you have the initiative. You said, here's my art and you can move. It's that, um, it's, it's you're making the choice Yeah, and it starts starts up here and then you can your a uta loop needs to cycle and then you go okay what do i need to do next yeah and it that same starts up there and then it needs to be it's a two-part thing right so you have that mindset then has to take place in terms of action and execution and then refinement just like uh setting that hitchhiker's arm bar you can look at it all you want in the videos and i do take a look at a lot of different techniques but when i go to practice it the body isn't just, it isn't quite there. Even worse for boxing, like I'll get punched in the face and like that did not go as expected. <laughs> you know, the, it's a little bit, the muscle memory's better for the jiu-jitsu than it is for the sparring. But yeah. uh, it's the same thing. So execution and then, you know, no good plan survives first contact with the enemy, but it's, mm -hmm. it's that refinement, preparation, and also that mindset. I mean, that uh, warrior mindset attitude, that positivity but uh, doing everything, putting everything into place and taking that action plan, but also being adaptable on the fly to accommodate those things that are outside your control, but keeping that positive attitude and mindset. And all good operators have a great sense of humor, mostly because yep. you have to. Like, it's the best way to deal with the shit that just comes that's unexpected. So there, there's times where it's so messed up, all you can do is laugh. Yeah, <laughs> just I remember uh, walking through one of those uh, canals in Afghanistan, and the water didn't look that deep. I thought it was going to be like mid calf, and I'm a tall guy, right? So I'm thinking, okay, mid calf should be all right. And I step in, it's right to my knee, first step, and I'm like, oh no, Hit the old uh, green ravine. Yeah, and as it was, as I was walking in deeper, it kept getting higher up and higher up. And the other guys that were in the water, obviously shorter than me, were like waist high. And I'm feeling it trickle on the bottom of my balls. <laughs> it's like, oh god, I don't want it in there. Um, but I could. There, there was nothing to do but laugh. And in the moment, you're just like, "All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is just this is happening." Don't do that, um, tea water. Oh, huh. it's just yeah, it's so bad right now. But um, yeah, the, the 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 again, the key I think in all of this is just being aware of the fact that you're affecting people around you 
And I tell this to my kids all the time, which are the ultimate, ultimate ripple machine, because they're going to, they're going to set, they're just going to set shit on fire. <laughs> sometimes literally, sometimes not literally, but like they are chaos incarnate and they will just do things because they have no concept of how things are going to affect anybody else. They've never had to think about that way. And so I, 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 I liken my kids to being like the ultimate test of, of patience. If you want to test your patience? Sure. You want to test your physicality? Yeah. They're going to test that too. If you want to test like whatever you want to test, they have one written down for you. You can sort, they'll sort you out. Yeah. It's um, one of those unique things that are like, they're just cute enough not to kill, but it's uh, probably like for me, therapeutic wise, having a daughter was probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me to just uh, make that little black heart beat a little bit more again. It brought it back to life. And uh, there's a lot of things course. I think were dead inside me that were woken back up and, with a son and a father, I think there there's a lot of the problem is that you want them to be just like you or exceed your expectations of you. So it's hard to like be soft on them. You don't want them to be soft, and then the daughter yeah. just rolls in and gets whatever she wants, and she just takes it anyways. So it's not like we can stop her. <laughs> but uh, it, you know, having kids is one of those things that I would never have imagined being overseas, and not even think I'd make it to my thirtieth birthday. And the uh, mm -hmm. idea, the concept of where I'd be now, never would have uh, figured it in a million years, but it's definitely been something where I've been in some dark places that's pulled me back up. And the accountability of of what we run with uh, Mad Hatter Industries and that code of conduct keeps you, keeps you going, and it's a sense of purpose and reason and mission. And the same is with all the members in our community. We all look up to each other for different things and often reach out to each other for assistance and guidance and help. And there's a lot of good mentorship out there for those that uh, do want to stick out the path and make that their full-time commitment. The, the path mm -hmm. is lit before you. Certainly there's different steps for each folks, but um, there's definitely the, the help that's out there, the resources. It's better than ever, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think really understanding that it's your path. That that's I mean it's such a huge leap for a lot of people to not compare yourself to anyone else to not compare your struggles with anybody else's and and I mean I've heard this so many times of people saying oh you know I I, I had some trauma it wasn't as bad as yours but you know I had some trauma and I'm like trauma's trauma man, like yeah trauma's trauma <laughs> I don't give a shit um, if if it's affecting you it's bad therefore we need to fix it like let's do what we need to do to, to get get through it and there's stuff that i that ugh, sorry as i knock my shit over there's stuff that i've done that uh i think is nonchalant and i've talked about this a few times with a bunch of other vets is that when you talk to different trades about each other about what you've done usually everyone's sitting there going like you did what and i'm talking about it like it's nothing and then i listen to what you did and I'm like, are you friggin' nuts? <laughs> and you're like, eh, it's just, you know, yeah, it's all perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, trauma is very big on that. Like we, we have to be able to say trauma affected me this way. This is my path forward. This is how, and you know, if it takes me two years to get to where I'm healthy enough to pass that knowledge on. Okay. If it takes you five. Okay. If it takes you six months. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like who cares? 
really it's pertinent. You mentioned like the audience and who some some people, depending on the story that you tell, react differently. I often have to remind myself when I'm talking to people that haven't been to Afghanistan that it's not normal the things we went through. When I calmly talk about like the first scene where we had to deal with like thirty bodies with the triage and uh just sorting through who was dead and who was it and like when I talk about Kashi that there's an arm there or a torso across the road that we drove to park and set up like a just a perimeter it's sometimes you have to take a step back and be like oh wait like I might be traumatizing these people with these stories and like the 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 the, the subtle humor of like oh yeah well you know the 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 g-wagon was fine because they managed to duck in time but the uh, suicide bomber wasn't and they're not laughing when I'm telling them the story and they're just like <laughs> But I don't think they got the delivery of my joke right. Maybe I did it wrong, yeah. but it's just like sometimes you realize, yeah. well, maybe that is a little bit, uh, you know, fucked Beyond up. their comprehension, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I heard, uh, I read this um, uh, statistic. I don't know how accurate it is, but I read this statistic, and it was like the average uh, civilian in North America will have maybe one or two critical incidences in their entire life where they're dealing with life and death situation. And that's like maybe one or two. The average police officer deals with like 200 in their career, in a 20 year oh, yeah. career or something like that, right? Services, firefighters, it's in firefighters, they deal with military, all these, like the, uh, and we come from a place, as you were saying earlier, why I think we have so much to offer to the, the population is the fact that the, the critical instances that we had to deal with, we didn't see them as critical because we were thinking they were going to be far worse. Because we've been training on far worse, right? And you know as well as I do that the best way to train is worst case scenario, and then work your way back from there. Right? Yeah, you prepare can... for the worst, hope for the best. Exactly. And um, but the average citizen, that like that's not their life, and it's really up to us, as you said, to kind of manage the the bubble, right? So you don't go into gory details with the random civilian at the bus about your time in Afghanistan, <laughs> that's not going to... Yeah, it a... gets awkward real quick when you start talking yeah. about a few like just crazy stories. They ended up stepping on someone's eyeball or the tenant of it, or they just... Exactly. Like, all of a sudden, it's like there's something that changes in like the tempo of the audience. <laughs> the, the air changes yeah. completely. You're like, what just happened there? <laughs> um, but it's it's true, and that goes back to what we were saying about those little, little, little interactions, right? Is that if you're aware that you are affecting the people around you, then you can start to see that. And as you start to talk about the super funny shit that happened to you overseas, you start to realize that nobody's laughing. Yeah, maybe it's not funny. <laughs> maybe it's not as funny as I think it is, or maybe it's only funny to these particular the people. people that were there. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's one of those had to be their moments. Yeah, like this old <laughs> but, beach bath. Yeah. For the boots uh, where you go to lunch. Sort of <laughs> see, and I'm laughing. Because it's hilarious, because I know what it's like. Yeah, like, the average there. person, like, yeah. uh, I was like, what the not... fuck's wrong with these people? Like, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, we all um, speak the same language, dependent on our interests. Like, if you ride, everyone understands the, uh, you know, the hardships of going out in the rain for a couple hours, or almost getting belted with uh, a little bit of hail, or getting just thrown repeatedly by that overzealous white belt or you know mm -hmm. that black belt that's pulled out a new move that he's been watching so. <laughs> or being the demo guy and he's just like you get everyone they're like 
Yeah, I need to see that again. Can you give yeah. me the, the detail on that mirror? And you're just like... Yeah. <laughs> Same guy that asks if you need to bring your gas mask. That's the guy. Or a combat yeah. helmet yeah. on the range. Yeah, that that was me. I was that guy. Well, <laughs> it was always like... One, like, now we're wearing it, so... Yeah, yeah. I was... Uh, anytime they asked, was like, do you okay, FFO? And I'm like, does that include my gas mask? And they're like, does now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... Again, I um, I really appreciate you chatting with me on this because I've had this kind of stuck in my head for the last few days, and I really wanted to get your your take on it because this is what MHI is doing, right? You guys are creating a bubble. You're creating your area of influence that you're affecting the people around you in a very positive manner, and I see a lot of um, a lot of the people that are involved. They're just everyone's just getting better, which is awesome. This is again the same thing I was talking about with the veteran renaissance uh, in our last episode, our last podcast. Was it? If I want to be better and you want to be better, then we will both push each other to be better, and then somebody else will see that we want to be better, and then oh hey, I want to be better too, and then we'll just yeah, start definitely. To lift. It's about that building that foundation. It's also like an onion as well. Like there's inner circles of different uh, specialties in certain challenges like uh we're going on one right now for 75 days not everyone is doing it but it's teach their own everyone's doing their own thing but has their own interests as well that we help to you know you want to put seeds and watch them grow in different areas and water them and ensure that they get the right amount of sunlight and help that they need and it's not uh, an individual effort it's always group-based approach, but do it's never pushing anyone to do anything they don't want. They do it on their own time. Not everyone's as active either. So it's just mm -hmm. but the, the consistency on being positive and open and encouraging others to do their best and find what they love is really, really that's key and what it's about. That's part of the, uh, the finding and the, the pursuit of uh, mental health and mental wealth getting yep. there. Like that's that's basically unlocking that that key there, and it's not the same. The people are going to love doing different things. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's another. I'm going to throw out a, a a shameless plug here, but it's another hammer on the iron, right? Like if <clears throat> uh, I've seen, you ever seen a Japanese like katana being made? Yeah, you know, like you see the old samurai movies, and you're like, that's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. so. If, there's that. actually video there's videos of uh like people doing it nowadays and they still use the traditional way of doing things but usually there's when they're trying to draw the blade out when they're trying to extend it they usually have three people working the iron so they're like there's the master who's sitting there you know fires it and then he brings it out and he'll have and so you get that ting 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 like the when we when we can create walking or uh talking fire right where your guns are always going but you're still conserving ammo um it's that same thing you just <clears throat> i could sit there and hammer on this iron for a while and you see it and you're like wow that's gonna be cool i'm gonna come help and then you can step in and then i can use less force because i'm hitting it half as much but you're hitting it, we're still getting the same draw out. we add another person you can ex uh, increase the draw out with less work between each person yeah fighting um, the load with exactly sharing that load and it uh, in terms of mental health, this, which is so important, um, is that you, it, you're capable of sharing the load. And the more people that you're 
sharing the load with, the easier it gets because you can hear from other people. You can hear from, you know, uh, from Corey Hatton. This was my experience. And this is Chance Brolf. And this is his experience. And this is Steph Lavois. And this is his experience. And, and it's, they're all similar, but they're coming from different angles and they're learning different skills and they're learning different things. Yeah. So but the same intent is getting uh, folks to get out and help themselves and get that help, like staying inside by yourself in the basement in the dark is not the cure. It's not the fix. Nope. Nope. But, uh, yeah, it, it really does. It takes, takes a village. I think I've heard yeah. that many times. We need uh, watching out for each other. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> when it comes down to it, I, I gave a speech at, um, uh, the recent, uh, Veterans Voice of Canada, the Flags of Remembrance. Yeah. Uh, down in Sylvan Lake, and I was giving a speech, and I, I said that, you know, talking about remembrance was that living a good life every day is how we remember those that gave their lives in service of it. We owe it. <clears throat> and exactly, we, we owe it to live a good life. But that doesn't mean that your good life is the same as mine. And that in... Um, oh, I... I had the point and then I completely lost it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll cut it short on that. I'm going to read this quote again because it's so excellent. Um, and, and then we can, uh, I'll give you a chance to tell us about what's coming down the pipe in terms of uh, Matt Hatter. And then we'll go from there. So here we go. Thinking about what we have talked about over the last hour. Think of, listen to it now. Objective judgment, now at this very moment. Unselfish action, now at this very moment. Willing acceptance, now at this very moment. Of all external events, that's all you need. From Marcus Aurelius. That was written 2,000 years ago, something like that. Still pertinent today. Absolutely, yeah, It takes 100%. the worry out, doesn't it? When you know... Uh, if there's no questioning what you should be doing, just the actions that need to be taken, it's a lot easier. You know deep down what you should be doing. And that's really you how the that right thing. impacts me. It's Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. <laughs> no, it's just it's a validation, right, of the mission that we're all a part of, the help mm -hmm. that we, uh, we hope to achieve by those actions that we take and that we're helping others and that that mission is pure and the attention is that that's what it hits and then you you never can you can't control the outcome per se but you can certainly move and try and uh, change your angles to get to the outcome that needs to be done but it's teach their own everything's unique absolutely which makes it interesting yeah you know well, everyone has a different way of going about it too but uh yeah. Well, you know, we're talking uh, what's coming up for Mad Hatter Industries. So we just mm -hmm. wrapped up an event yesterday at Blackbridge Harley-Davidson. I connected with a veteran that works there, an American veteran, and uh, really passionate and interested in the Canadian community for veterans. And I think what you're going to see is some developments coming out of there in Ontario. It's going to be, I think, a new bastion for veterans. And I'm certainly passionate and fired up about the... Uh, the advocacy on getting out there, getting that wind therapy, getting on a machine or a horse, just something for yourself, getting out there and doing it for yourself. But anything I can do to connect veterans 
with those like-minded individuals. And I think that's something you're going to see coming down the pipe. We have a lot of good uh, partners with us and mentors like Arrowhead Coffee has always been in the background helping out. And I think you're really starting to see them take a big leadership role, particularly mm-hmm. from uh, Lane and Jody. They're, they've always been in the veteran community. They both served together at one point and then went different paths. So it's really been great having uh, their mentorship, but also partnering up with them for certain things. The next week we have, actually we're picking up uh, two new designs that we're dropping. On the 16th, we have a full fall fall catalog coming out, which is really gonna be next level. Like the photography and video we put together for this is gonna be something to watch out for. And we're teasing that out next Saturday. We're at Durham Harley-Davidson doing their last event of the year. Huge pop-up tent. We're going to have Monster Energy there with the stunt team. Howie Heathens are going to be there. It's going to be pretty awesome. And for Sweet. everyone that's anyone that's in the Ontario and Durham region, something to check out. But uh, the mm-hmm. new designs are going to be something that we always try to raise the bar, right? We're always doing more and trying to continue on that trajectory of improvement. I think these yep. designs are going to speak for themselves. And also raise some questions about the darker side of mental health when things are neglected and not taken where they should and treated well by others, then there's consequences and actions. And I think you'll see some of those uh, being drawn out in these new designs. And there's two that I'm really excited for that'll be dropping first. So anybody that comes out on Saturday be able to get to see that. But in the meantime, you can sign up for the newsletter as well. And uh, those will be teased out. Uh, next weekend so a lot of cool things coming and then uh, probably a collaboration design in the works something to do with uh, mm-hmm. what we're uh, discussing today so stay tuned for that yeah I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked about that I've I've been thinking about uh, figuring something out for for uh, for the podcast see if we can't get a shirt involved and uh, I think you and I <clears throat> now that we've actually connected on this is going to be yeah, outstanding. That's be outstanding. Probably one of the things I think is the coolest part is getting those designs from concept, drawing it out to production, and seeing how that turns out, and then on to the uh, chests of individuals, the front line of mental health, those battling their own battles and helping others. But it's really cool to see that take from concept to action. It's one of the coolest things. That's uh, one of the things we get to do with Mad Hatter Industries. Yeah, no doubt. It. Um, I one of the, my biggest struggles has always been taking the images in my head and how do I get that uh, communicated to somebody else? Yeah, especially for artists and uh, many of my tattoos and everything. It's always been very difficult to like what I want versus what it's going to look like on the medium, and then taking the experts' advice from there and going, "Is that going to work or not?" Or both. Like, yeah, it's, it's an art. It really is, and it's super fascinating. I, this is why I like being involved in it, just but from from the side. I'm not an artist. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone has inside. I think everyone has this potential for creativity, and it's just mm-hmm. harnessed in different things. Like, look at uh, Chris from MIEH. He's been designing things for Corporal for Life, and a lot of yep. people may not know that, but it's come out more now in the posts. But he's been huge influence with everything. The die that he does. Typical uh, Navy, right? He just does everything. Jack of all the trades. He could design his own bathing suit. He's building stuff yep. out of leather. He was uh, somebody I talked to when I was having issues with silk screening. When I was having too thick of a run or wasn't getting the print that I needed. 
the guy just knows everything. So it's just incredible that the, uh, you know, the talent that's out there and that passion and creativity and pride and craft. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, uh, it, it, it's mind blowing really. That's why I keep talking about the veteran Renaissance, right? Like there's just, yeah, there's so many skill sets and so many different creative outlets that are coming out of nowhere sometimes. Otherwise, sometimes people have been doing this stuff for years and they have this, the, just making some absolutely cool, the, some of the coolest stuff yeah. <laughs> I've seen in the last, you know, like in the last couple of years and some of the coolest stuff I've ever seen. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited for this next decade or so of things that are going to happen. Cause we got some awesome stuff, um, down the pipe and yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Um, so we've been rolling for, uh, just a little bit over an hour now. And I, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. I know it was short notice and I really appreciate you being able to jump on and, uh, <clears throat> talk about this. You were the first person I thought of when I thought of this, this topic, and uh, the ripple effect is the, the perfect way to put it, the area of influence, the whatever you want to call it, um, your bubble. It's very important to be aware of, and we can affect a lot of change with it in a very positive manner. So, again, thank you for coming on, and I, 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 can't, I can't say how much I appreciate it. It's awesome for you. Well, yeah, it's, it's my honor and privilege. And like I said, you're doing some amazing work. The, those stories need to be told, and these podcasts are that medium you know, where we have that, that in the past used to be the campfire where you'd have the NCMs get together and tell the next generation of warriors, even get those old warriors working through their own issues. This is a really important thing to do and uh, yeah. very appreciative of the work that you do. And, you know, West, I'm going to have to get out there for a visit eventually. So I'm going to take you hunting in the mountains. Yeah. Show you real mountains. Yeah, well, I've been. <laughs> I did my last work up in Edmonton. We spent a lot of time yeah. going to Banff on the weekends. I did an ice climbing course in Canmore. A lot of the guys are still nice. out there. And then you got Dylan just got out there from Walk for the Wounded. So there's going to mm -hmm. be a lot of good things coming up from the West. But certainly we way more connected now with the ability of the yeah. media we have in this day and age. We're uh, definitely in a veteran renaissance. It's it's pretty outstanding. I'm Again, like I said, super excited. All right, brother. Thank you again. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Right on. Appreciate it. That concludes this episode of The Toolbox. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you were able to use some of the information that was offered. I want to thank all those putting it on the line for us every day. Military, veterans, first responders, and public servants. Keep up the good work. I look forward to bringing you more tools for your toolbox. And until next time, stay open, stay humble, and stay focused. GMO.